I'm okay with that because personally, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are that good of a team. Now, we can sit here all day and point fingers to the fact that they obviously have been building a big three. We can point fingers to the fact that they've got coaches like Steve Nash and they've got an assistant like Mike D'Antoni to lead the way if Steve Nash falls through. And we can also say, yeah, they're going to have probably one of the most historic offenses in the league. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that offense is going to push them through to a finals appearance, I'd honestly say you're crazy. I'm, I'm not really convinced that Brooklyn's going to do much. Yeah, I, I get it. Let's point out some, some positives here. They're 7-3 and three since getting James Harden. They're obviously on track to be one of the most historic, if not the best offense in the league after the Mavs did it last year, even though they had an early playoff exit. And on top of that, they obviously have three of the best stars in the NBA. Granted, it depends on when Kyrie decides to show up and actually play basketball. And obviously, Kevin Durant's coming off an injury. But nonetheless, these are three top-tier superstars that are top 10 players in the league. So you would ex pretty much expect them to be a superstardom team that has no end in sight and is going to make a playoff run, right? Wrong. So first off, we got to acknowledge the James Harden trade. For those who don't know, he obviously got traded to the Brooklyn Nets a couple weeks ago. Brooklyn gave up a lot. They gave up a total of seven first round picks in the next seven drafts. Yes, I'm not kidding. Seven first rounders. Four went to, what was it, Houston, and then a couple went to Cleveland and a couple went to Indiana, right? Because Cleveland, Indiana, and Houston made moves where Houston got Oladipo, um, Indiana got Karis LeVert, Cleveland got Torine Prince and Jared Allen, and obviously the Nets got James Harden. Now, in terms of the winner of that trade, honestly, I would say it was either Indiana or Cleveland. I, I do think Houston got something good in Oladipo. I just don't think Houston's long-term plan right now is Oladipo. It really just depends on how Oladipo plays next to John Wall. We're going to have to see how that works out. I think it'll be better than Wall and Harden. I don't think Harden and Wall were meant to play together, considering both of them are ball-handling dominant guards, and Harden doesn't really play off the ball too much. But yeah, obviously, we saw the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Those are two really good defenders, especially Jared Allen, one of the best rim protectors in the league at this point in his fourth or fifth year in the league. And Torian Prince coming off a little bit of an injury field season in the past few seasons have been rough where he's been moved from Atlanta to Brooklyn and he's trying to find his way to settle into a rotation. And now he's obviously with Cleveland who is kind of in limbo right now as to whether or not they're rebuilding. They obviously have Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. They got Andre Drummond on that team now. They, they're waiting for Kevin Love to come back. So there's a couple bright spots there. But with Brooklyn, it's a bit odd right now because since getting James Harden, yes, they're seven and three, and James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they're playing the most minutes in the NBA among any players in the league. They're averaging almost 40 minutes a game. But after those three, right, you have guys like Josh or Joe Harris, you have Andre or DeAndre Jordan, you have Bruce Brown, you have Lawa Cabarro, you have Landry Shamit, you have Jeff Green. If you don't know who any of those people are, I completely understand. A lot of people understand who those players are, but a lot of people also understand that those players have no special abilities about them. I mean, Joe Harris can hit a clutch three here and there, but he can't play defense. Jeff Green is a 34-year-old veteran who's made the vet minimum for like five years in a row now. Doesn't really do too much on defense, can have a little bit of offensive game here and there, but nonetheless, he, he's irrelevant in the NBA at this point. DeAndre Jordan is a shell of himself who really can't play basketball anymore. The only thing he can do significantly is dunk the ball occasionally when somebody gives him a lob. But other than that, he has no great skill at the rim and he really can't defend anymore because he's slow or you can draw a foul on him. I'd say a guy like Bruce Brown, he's obviously been forced into the rotation a little bit now that Spencer Dinwiddie's out, who is out for the rest of the season. But Bruce Brown can play a little bit of defense, right? But his offensive game is non-existent. We saw this in Detroit. He averaged like five points a game, playing off of 25 to 30 minutes a game on bad efficiency. He just, he can't shoot the ball well. And then you got a guy like Lawak Cabarro, who's barely an NBA player. He's a D-leaguer at best. He can play here and there, but I mean, one thing that worries me the other night, for instance, when 
we saw the Nets play the Wizards, one of the most high-scoring games in NBA history. It was 149 to 146. There was a rotation out there for the Nets where it consisted of guys like Shamit, Lawa Cabarro, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. And the issue with this is, when you have a lineup that includes guys like James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, right? There are three superstars on your team. They do not all need to play together at all times. You, as a coach, Steve Nash, and yes, Steve Nash being a new coach made this mistake already, and he's going to learn from it, but nonetheless, he made this mistake. He needs to be able to figure out how to rotate his guys to be able to play with Harden, Kyrie, or Kevin Durant at all times. One of them always needs to be out on the floor in order to lead those teams. You cannot have a team full of scrubs out there in the final few minutes of a game, even if it is the Washington Wizards. Credit to Washington for beating a team like Brooklyn, because Washington just came off of a three-week quarantine issue where most of their players got COVID or had to quarantine and did not play basketball for almost a month and then came out with most of their starters and was able to win 149 and 146. And that came off of the fact that you gave the ball to Lawal Cabarro and he missed a wide open layup and ultimately the Nets went on to lose. They just, as a coach for Steve Nash, it can't happen. Harden, Irving, or Durant have to be on the floor at all times. And that's just that because your roster is thin right now. It's thin with defense, it's thin with playmakers. And yeah, you have those three, but I mean, LeBron had guys like Richard Jefferson, J.R. Smith, and even in LA, he's got guys like Alex Caruso, he's got Markeith Morris, he's got Montrez Harrell, like he's got other players that can make plays besides just him and AD. So for the Nets to be successful here, I, I not only think Steve Nash needs to coach better, make better coaching decisions when putting these guys on the floor with specific rotations, I think they need to figure out some defensive schemes, right? I think they need to possibly go to the 1-3-1 or a 2-3 zone, because honestly, the man-to-man just not working. None of these guys can play good man-to-man. -man. Statistically, without Harden against the Wizards, which he didn't play in that game, they were worse on defense. But if James Harden is going to be the reason that you guys are going to be worse on defense, then that's just not a good defensive team because ultimately Harden is a mediocre defender at best. So I really do think they need to make some kind of trade. They've started to implement Bruce Brown, like I said, who is a solid defender. When you got rid of a guy like Torian Prince and a guy like Jared Allen, you got rid of a lot of defense. And obviously they lost Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a good on-ball defender. And they need to go after somebody like Royce O'Neal, or they could even go to the New York Knicks and get a guy like Nerlens Noel, or get a guy like Alec Burks, who's a good 3 and D wing. Maybe go to Detroit and get a guy like DeLon Wright, even get Wayne Ellington. I mean, there's a lot of options out there right now, and I've heard Derrick Rose is on the market. He could be, and he could even be a decent option, but in the problem with that too is the Nets don't have a lot of assets left to trade unless they want to get together for Landry Shamit, Bruce Brown, and Lois Cabarro. So I know that's going to be an issue trying to add another piece here in order to be successful on defense and on transition specifically. Nonetheless, I don't think they're going to make a big playoff run because if you go into the playoffs with this lineup, a team, for instance, a team like Philadelphia, Joel Embiid's going to body all over you. Nobody's going to be able to guard Ben Simmons on the ball. And when you do actually play an offensive game, I mean, a team like Brooklyn, or I'm sorry, a team like Milwaukee and a team like Philadelphia is going to be able to shoot all over you, especially with no defense. So I, I honestly just think the Brooklyn Nets need to make another trade or they need to figure out what kind of lineups they're going to run in order to be more successful on the floor defensively because ultimately you can't be a great offensive team and not as good of a defensive team. I, again, the Mavericks are a good example of this. As a matter of fact, Washington is a good example of this. Bradley Beal's very good at scoring. He's averaging 30 plus points a game, one of the top scorers in the NBA. And Russ is doing okay. Russ looks more like a scrub or a shell of himself now, but he's still scoring the ball somewhat efficiently. And then you got guys like Davis Bertans and Rui Hachimura, and they're good at scoring. And the Wizards are one of the top 10 teams in scoring in the NBA. But they're also the second worst defensive team in the NBA, and their roster's just not that talented after Bradley Beal, Bertans, and Westbrook. So you see where that's led them to. They only have five wins and 
they're barely going to win 20 games more than likely this year because their defense is so bad. It was the same reason last year why they didn't make a run at the playoffs when they were on track to be one of the top 10 teams in the NBA roster-wise. So for the Nets, they need to make a trade. Steve Nash needs to honestly coach better. He needs to take some advice from D'Antoni if D'Antoni's giving it to him. I, I really do think D'Antoni's there for a reason. I hope it's not for Nash to eventually be replaced if he's not doing well and D'Antoni take the reins because obviously James Harden's on this team and D'Antoni and Harden work together a lot in Houston. But yeah, make a trade. Steve Nash needs to coach better and this team just needs a lot more time to gel. They've been together 10 games now so it's a small sample size. Still, you expect more from a team to perform better considering the fact that they just traded away most of their future in order to get two or not three superstars total on their team. And the formula now in the NBA is it takes three to win when you have guys like LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh playing. I mean, that's what ultimately started this, right? And even so, this is obviously a small sample size. Still 10 games. We're going to have to wait and see how the season ends up. Personally, for me, I think the Nets are going to be a third or fourth seed in the East. I think once Indiana gets LeVert back after his mass surgery for having a cancerous tumor, and once TJ Warren comes back, I do believe that they're going to be more competitive. They're still 12-9 and nine right now, fifth seed in the East. And then obviously, Philadelphia is on top. And I think Philadelphia is shooting the ball very well after acquiring guys like Danny Green, Seth Curry. So I think they're doing fine. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe Brooklyn can be on top. Where do you guys think Brooklyn will finish? Do you think they're going to make a playoff run? Let me know what you think. Have a great day.